Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Russi. What's going on, my dude? How are you? I'm good. It's starting to get hot in here. So, uh, you know, for the listeners out there, we might be removing some of our clothes. (laughs) (laughs) One of us might be. Maybe. Tune into the video version to see who. Yeah. (laughs) We might make that a Patreon thingy. So you subscribe (laughs) to the Patreon and get access to that video. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that video, that, that secret video that's gonna be just surfing around the internet, going crazy. Maybe. Maybe. Who you knows? You never know. You never know. <laughs> you know what I do know. I know that last week you talked about the game you had finished and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Why don't you leave yours for next week?" Mm-hmm. And I actually remembered this time. <laughs> so, I'm glad that you put it in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> so I remembered to do it this time. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Dishonored 2 real quick, just because I had talked about uh, beating it last week on last week and whatnot. So. For those of you who don't know, I love Dishonored. The first game was marvelous. Uh, the second game's for me, more of the same. Uh, it's still got the freedom in most of the levels to sort of do whatever you want, tackle it in whatever way you see uh, fit, which is great. And they still give you the options when you get to the um, you get to the uh, boss of the level, if you will to tackle it however you want. You can neutralize the boss in, in you know, two ways. There's a non-lethal way and there's a lethal way. So, yeah, it's, it's a really uh, refreshing feeling to have the freedom to tackle a game or mm-hmm. a level in whatever way you see fit, you know, combined with the powers that you have for Corvo or Emily, whoever you decide to play as, because there are two playable characters in the game, Corvo Atano yeah. and Emily Caldwin. Uh, depending on what you, depending on what you choose in the beginning of the game, will decide which character you play as for right. the main story. Now, can you beat a level by not playing the level? Is that one of the freedom options <laughs> given to you? I mean, no. <laughs> That's all right. There's no freedom in this game. <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm not playing it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 super fun. I I really love that uh, you can like I said tackle it in any way you want to. You can go through and you can be sneaky, or and, and try and ghost a level, which is always fun to do in my opinion. Uh, or you can just go and use your powers and use your swords and get in the fights with and get in the fights with the guards and whatnot. You can do that too. And you can insult ga- sword fight them. Yeah. And the game is going to, uh, the game will change depending on what you do in the world. So much like in the first game, there's a chaos meter. Or a chaos level, I should say. And the chaos level depends on things you do in the game, which is mostly revolves around killing guards or killing people or whatever. The more more people you kill, the higher your chaos uh, level gets, 
which means that more things can happen in the in the city to make the game more difficult as the levels uh, progress. Or I won't say more difficult, but they'll throw extra challenges your way. So, okay. for example, if you if you're if you're killing more guards, you might find you know more of the blood flies uh, everywhere and more of their uh, I forget what I forget what what the people are called, but there are people who hang around the blood flies and whatnot. You'll see a lot more of them versus if you don't kill a lot of people, which is nice too. So okay. you can sort of decide what you want to do with that. I played through my first time with uh, Corvo because in the first in the first game you play as Corvo. So I said, you know what? I'm familiar with Corvo. Uh, let's continue playing with him, and we'll go from there. And the game takes place in, in mostly in Karnaka. Karnaka is where Corvo is from, so it was really cool to have Corvo playing as Corvo going back to his home, uh, his home uh, province, state, city, whatever you want to call it. Going back to his roots. Yeah, exactly. And seeing the world through his eyes, seeing how he was like, oh, I walked these streets when I was little. I remember this person. Now look at them or whatever. So it's really nice to see all of that side of it. I do want to go back through at some point and play through as Emily because she has she has a whole different set of powers and and again her own view of the world too. Mm-hmm. Because Emily is now the uh, Empress Empress of Dunwall. Corvo is her right hand. Basically, there he's the Lord Protector. Okay. Uh Emily is his daughter, but you know, and it's a uh, it, it's I think it will be a nice uh, thing to see how the story changes, or at least, you know, in small ways, at least. Hearing how Emily views Karnaka and all the things that have happened, that have happened to her within Dunwall before she before things escalate and happen and all that stuff. So, so it's going to be really fun to go back and see all that. I'm very happy with how the game played and how it turned out. So, there is another game called Death of the Outsider, where you play okay. as uh, Megan Fox, whatever her name is. And I do want to play that at some point, but um, okay. that's is that a standalone game, or does that require just I believe, I believe it's just a standalone uh, thing. I believe it is, and I think it's okay. cheaper than than regular Dishonored. I think it's like thirty bucks. I think. I don't recall offhand, but I think it's thirty bucks. So it's a little, it's a little cheaper than than the full game. But I think if you like stealth games, or again, we'll call it an action adventure game, stealth action game, I think mm-hmm. Dishonored is definitely one of those games for you to pick up. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's sort of it. Let's jump into our main discussion. Unless, of course, you had anything you wanted to add, friend. No, there isn't anything that I specifically wanted to talk about. No? Okay. So, we played a little game uh, earlier today. <laughs> it's a rarity, us playing a game. Yeah, right? Us together playing a game? What is this? It's gonna yeah. snow. <laughs> it only happens once in a blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we played a game. We played it apart earlier in, earlier in the week or whenever. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a tutorial. So yeah. it doesn't make sense for us to sit there and wait for the other person to be done with it. Right. I want to do that. Just play the game. Yeah. Yeah. So the game in question, for those wondering, is Dauntless. Mm-hmm. And, man, is it fun. 
but we'll get there. <laughs> well, that's it. They don't need to listen to the. <laughs> oh, no, that's it. All yeah. right, guys. Have a good one. See you later. No. <laughs> no, but yeah. How uh, how do you how did you find out about the game from me? I don't remember if I told you about it or no. No, what? No. How dare you take credit for this one? Um, <laughs> the reason I found out about it was from Larry Herb, actually. Oh yeah, Major um, Nelson. Yeah, and not specifically. Like it's not like I know him or anything. And he was like, "Hey, Ken, you should check out this game." That yeah. no. Nah. Uh, I just follow him because he usually has uh, the most up to date information when it comes to Xbox and stuff. And right. he put this game is now available to play. I was like, Dauntless? Well, it has a decent enough artwork. Let's take a look at this. Yeah. Oh, it's free to play. All right, then. Even better. Uh, yeah. And so that's that's how I found it. Major Nelson, Larry Herb, whatever you want to call him. The goat. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. The goat of inside Xbox News and whatnot. Yep. The man in the Dude trenches. Is, dude is legit, though. You know how many chicken dinners and... Uh, Royale, whatever's and getting top wins he's gotten. No, a lot of them. Dude obviously. is yeah. Unless he's he's riding on some coattails. Dude is ridiculously good with his video games. Like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's saying. funny because like most journalists that you mm-hmm. see like try to play games struggle play games. But I mean I guess they're not there. I guess they're not like. I don't know, man. It's weird. I don't know if he's so much a journalist. He's more yeah. of like a PR a mar- person. Yeah, yeah. He's like almost like, like like Pete Hines to Bethesda. I was gonna say you know, more a- like Reggie Fizeme. Oh, okay, know, yeah. He's someone that works at uh, the company, mm-hmm. but he gets a lot of attention because he's well liked by the community or whatever. Yeah. So, one of the faces of my of Microsoft, if you will. Yeah. I think more people think he's better than uh, Phil. What's his face? Phil Spencer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I don't know, man. I mean, I could be wrong. Right. But I think if you know, you had to shoot one of them. <laughs> you could keep Larry Herb alive, and Phil. Was I think good. Phil's better better than the last guy they they had though. The dude that went to EA. Don Maddock. What his name is? I I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of his name. I just remember there was a. I thought it was the dude he like quit and went to EA. I don't remember. I don't know. But anyway, back to Dauntless though. Yeah. <laughs> I um I had uh heard about Dauntless a while back. It was on it's been on PC for a good little bit here. I'm mm-hmm. like, and I had seen streamers playing it before. I'm like, what is Dauntless, bro? I hadn't I hadn't looked at anything until I played it, you know, for myself. But I was like, let me try out this game. So it's all about that's kind of how I found out about it from PC from a while ago. It's finally on Xbox. Free to play. Let's try it out, bro. How mm-hmm. how good or how bad is this? Yeah. And, you know, funny you bring up PC because this game is, uh, for lack of a better word, compatible with the different versions. Yeah, it's so, cross-platform. Uh, yeah, so you'll be on playing and you'll see a dude run along and it'll have a little icon letting you know that he's PC. And yeah. I don't know if did they release Dallas on the PlayStation? I believe they did. Okay. And so I believe either, you can play it on yeah, you can play it with everybody. Yeah. Well, it's either they're hiding 
the PlayStation logo, so you can't see that, and they're putting them as if they are uh, PC players, mm-hmm. um, or I haven't seen anyone playing it on the PC yet. Right. So I don't know uh, which it is, um, but that's currently... I see a lot of people that have the, the PC icon, like they're on the yeah. PC. Right, exactly. Because I believe it is cross-platform with with, with uh, PS4 as well. I believe, like I said, PS4, Xbox, and PC mm-hmm. players can all play together. Right. Someone correct us if if we're wrong, or if I'm yeah. wrong for that matter. But I mean, I could always since I have a place. Well, I guess it would need PlayStation Plus, huh? That might not work. <laughs> yeah, I think you need online. <laughs> unfortunately, by a month or five dollars <laughs> or something. I don't yeah. Know. I think it's more like, than that, but. Yeah. Who knows. But the, the game's really, really fun, man. I I really enjoyed uh, our time with the game. What did you think about it? Did you have any... Well, I guess, first of all, did you have any um, expectations going into it? Well, I expected it to be a free-to-play game. Yeah, there's a certain quality or um, um, maybe aesthetics that you mm-hmm. get with every free-to-play game. And that's what I expected, and honestly, that's kind of what I got. Yeah. Um, I mean, eh, as far as, like, the game itself, it does feel a little simplistic as far as the gameplay goes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot more in-depth you can go in with the menus and that and how you have different gear and there are mods that you can add to your different gear and... Um, you can change the color, and you know all of that right. is very um, detailed or a lot of information that they kind of throw at you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as far as like the gameplay goes, very simplistic. You know, I don't know uh, how you feel about it, like your thoughts, but I I kind of feel like it's it's I don't want to say too simple, but. Mm-hmm. It feels very, very simple. Right. Well, the gameplay reminds me of Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World, in particular, that's the only one I've experienced with Monster Hunter games, but it reminds me very much of Monster Hunter World. So, you know, you go out, gameplay loop, you go out, you hunt monsters, kill them, use their parts to make their make their effective gear sets and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you use that to go and take out bigger, better, tougher monsters. Right. Well, uh, I- I guess so, here's the problem I have because I haven't mm-hmm. played Monster Hunter World, right. so I don't know. I can't compare it, yeah, uh, to it. Um, but uh, what I have played of this, you know, you go into an area, and there's just behemoths. There's like no other monsters. I know there was a monster that brought little like, uh, low level baddies. Right. Sidekicks yeah. is what I want to say. But yeah. Feel right. Um, but for the most part, it was just the one behemoth. You find, you kill it, you know, you get loot, you go back. Yeah, right. And so there's no, like, traveling to where you need to be to find it. There's uh, no running into smaller enemies that you just beat up on your way to getting to the big guy. Right. You know? So... Um, for me, that that's uh, simplism. There, uh, it's not. It doesn't make it like a 
super fun, engaging RPG for me because I like I like traveling to yeah. new places, fun places, and I like um, I don't want to say grinding, but you know, uh, feeling like this world is alive, like there's mm-hmm. other things out there besides the behemoth, and I don't really feel like that right now because yeah, it just that makes sense drops you into, for lack of a better word, a mini arena with you and up to three other dudes who are going to kill a giant monster, and you just have to find the monster. You right. Know? Yeah. So. The, go ahead. Well, you can go. I'm, I've been okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the two the two game monsters on Dauntless both share that similar uh, trait in that, again, you get sort of dropped into an area, and you, you know, you go and you find the big monster and you go kill it. But where the two differ is Monster Hunter World has that has that feeling of the areas alive because you will see a bunch of other creatures running around. You'll see other giant monsters running around. And in Monster Hunter World, these monsters will fight each other. You could be in a fight with one monster and another one will come in and there'll be a turf war between the two. So they fight each other. You hide in some foliage somewhere, watch them fight. While one gets weaker, hopefully the one you want to, hopefully the one you're fighting gets weaker. <laughs> um, right. And then you go, you know, you take take it down after that. But there's uh, there's other smaller monsters in the area, like in Monster Hunter World. The first monster you get really introduced to once you once you get into the starting area really is uh, the Great Jagras. And there are other little Jagrasses running around that you can that you have to kind of fight through to get to the Great Jagras as well. So there are other smaller versions of that monster um, in Monster Hunter World, depending again depending on the monster, of course. Mm-hmm. But that's where these two games I think differ in that, like you said, Dump this feels like a mini a mini arena basically where you go. And your your goal is the one monster, and you're really only gonna see that one monster unless you're fighting a monster that has minions, like minions like the Boris does. Right. The Boris has little, like I said, minions that will come out and they will attack you. If you kill them, though, you get a bonus to your damage for each of the minions that you kill, and you get their little soul orbs or whatever. Um, you get bonus damage for your next you know, X amount of hits on the monsters. So if you kill, like, three monsters, three minions, you'll get three three, three chances to get extra damage on your next three hits against the Boris. Okay. So, yeah, they're very similar in that regard, but they do differ in the fact that Monster Hunter World's areas definitely feel, to me, more alive than Dauntless's do right now. From what, from what little we've seen, but there could be more that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. But from yeah. what we've seen so far... It's been the one monster, or right. and again, there, there are we never did uh, the patrols. We haven't done those right. yet, and so those could be the where um, there's more monsters, or you know there might be many monsters, or right. something when leading you to know? a bigger monster or something. Yeah, because maybe what we're doing is just getting uh, almost two tutorial levels right now, and they're just trying to bring us up. Here's all the gear you can do, and here's all the stuff you can do. Yeah. Now the patrols—that's where stuff gets real. Yeah, know? right, exactly. And that—that—that's what I'm hoping for. Because while mm-hmm. I like focusing on the one particular monster, 
I would love to have to go through. And because this way, too, going back to collecting parts and whatnot, everything that you use in both Monster Horde and Dauntless go toward your gear, mm -hmm. making it better, crafting more items, that sort of stuff. So if you have to go and hunt, you know, two smaller uh, ember mains or whatever to get to a bigger one, that's just going to give you more things to use for your ember main gear. And mm -hmm. vice versa. Whereas you can do that all the time in Monster Hunter World. In Dauntless, it may only be, like we're saying, in those patrols, which we respect because they have not done those yet. Right. So I'm hoping that it will be, like you said, it'll become more alive once we get out into the, into the patrol spaces. Because yeah. there are things in Monster Hunter World called, uh, they're like, expeditions, basically. It's mm -hmm. most, it's like a free roam type of thing. Okay. Where you can go and explore and find, you know, different campsites so you can use to get on the map quicker and that sort of stuff. Uh, and you can just go and you can just kill monsters at your leisure if you want. You can do that. You don't have to go on hunts. The hunts are timed, much like Dauntless hunts are timed. Um, right. But I, but I, but I like and with Dauntless, I like the mechanic where fighting the monsters they get enraged. From time to time, I I personally really like the mechanic because with Monster Hunter World, you have a timer, and once that timer uh, is over, that's kind of it. The hunt just ends. I don't know if that's true for Dauntless or not because there is that little percentage bar up in the top right corner of the screen. <clears throat> well, there was also a timer underneath that. Okay, so I didn't see the timer fuel timer. Yeah, the airship fuel timer, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that might be the timer where, oh, we're out of fuel, we got to go. That makes sense. But I'm wondering what happens when that meter gets full. Does the hunt end because the monster gets too angry and it just, ah, I don't know. That's what I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. We haven't yeah, gotten to experience that, so I have no idea. I know. I was confused. I wasn't sure what that even was because you said it was going up and going down and going up and going yeah. down. And I was like, I only yeah, have right. seen it go up. I don't know what it's for. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I would just look over there. It was the number. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's gotta be for something. They wouldn't put it there. It wasn't for a reason. I don't think so it might, and it might be something, it might be something for health too, but I don't think it's for health because again, it fluctuates going up and down. So right. if it was just for health, then it would just continue to go up. So it got to a hundred. So sort of like smash bros, you know, hundred, you're like, ah, oh, knocked out of the ring or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe who knows? Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see though we'll have to see, but I think, one of the things that I really like about the game that makes it, again, similar to Monster Hunter World is the fact that you have to go out and hunt these monsters to use their use their parts to get better equipment for your own your own gear and whatnot. And there's so many right. different weapons to choose from and armor sets and whatnot, and they each have their own different strengths and weaknesses against the different monster types because there's also different monster types as well. You know, fire monsters... Terra monsters, but Earth monsters. Uh, right. Shock monsters. The water monsters, like two, I think. Ice, water, ice. One of the, the other ones I've seen is frost. Yeah, that's what it is. Frost. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and there's a neutral one as well. Mm. And again, each of the different armor types and weapons have their own disadvantages and advantages against each different, different kind of monster. So it's about right. maximizing your gear for the monster you're going to fight. Is if you don't know anything about the monster you're going to fight, what kind it is or whatever, then you're just like, well, I hope I had the right stuff one for it. <laughs> and you don't you don't really know until you fight the monster, which I think is kind of cool. They don't yeah. just tell you, oh, hey, it's weak against this. 
you don't know until you get out into the the pre the 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 pre-launch uh screen where you're in the lobby kind of so kind of, yeah. when you go to the map to pick what monster you're going to fight mm-hmm. it tells you what they're like it has neutral behemoth oh it has it okay uh, frost flame behemoth shock terra so it has those um in that list and you pick which one you want from that list gotcha. so you do okay. know what you're going into okay um when you get there but they do I give you the option bestiary the whole time um <laughs> probably why yeah because I think you can just randomly join the group and mm-hmm. then uh, or like you, you wouldn't know what I was picking. And so right. I could pick something and then you could go, oh, well, let me change my gear since we're fighting the shock monster. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it does as the person picking it, it does tell you what you're you're picking before you pick okay, it. Okay, cool. Sorry, my wireless mouse here, uh, my fancy wireless mouse that I got, <laughs> I uh, it actually kind of turned off, so I turned back on again. Oh, but yeah, so yeah, it's it's um, it's really really uh fun. But what what else sort of I guess uh, uh intrigues you about the gameplay, or wh- I guess what made you play as long as you did with me today? Because we did stream it a little bit earlier today. Yeah, was we it just it was it then... just oh you were playing with with a friend, or was it were you you know, enjoying it enough to say, yeah, we keep going. Yeah, I mean, I a little bit of both. Um, okay. Definitely having a friend there was is always better, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I did like the swords, and I liked that you kill a flame monster, you get flame gear, and then you can go back and upgrade your flame gear. You know. Yeah. Um. So, because I, I talked about it being simplistic, but that doesn't mean. It's bad. Simple doesn't mean bad. Yeah, it just means exactly. easy to understand. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what this game does. It makes it really easy to understand what's going on. Where I think Monster Hunter World, at least for me as a new person, I didn't really have any idea what was going on. I had to sort of figure everything out as I was going along. And the, right. the game the game does a good job of giving you tutorials and whatnot, but it doesn't teach about the intricacies of the game as much as you would think it does. But I think with Dauntless, like you said, it's a more simplistic take. It makes it easier to understand what you're doing, why you're doing the things you're doing, uh, and that sort of stuff. You know, right. why do I need this? Why do I need this plus one gear when I already? Oh, it's better than what you already have. That's why you need yep. it. Yeah, and they their um, mastery system is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does a pretty good job in kind of recommending that you go and use everything yes you know like there's because they have several different weapons so they have a sword they have a hammer they have an axe they have a spear they have i don't know what it's called but i'm calling it a twin blade um and then Uh, they chain blades chain blades okay yeah and then they have a pistol that you unlock like at level three or something like that yeah so um that's seven different types of weapons that you can use in the game and it does a good job of like oh you know kill a behemoth with this weapon or defeat this you know with this or uh, blah 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 with that you know so their mastery system does make me as a completionist want me to go through and complete it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah it makes you at least, at least try everything once to see if you like it or not mm-hmm. you know because yeah. I have a quest right now where, oh, kill a monster with 
or kill, you know, get it, kill a behemoth with each of the weapon types or whatever. Doesn't matter which one you kill, as long as you kill a behemoth with each weapon type. Yeah, and that's the one that I'm going to work on next. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so that and way, what I, I want to do um, is I I want to I put on an axe before we quit, but I want to defeat the Nasher because um, I feel like he's one of the easier uh, dudes to take down. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I can level up the Nasher gear and get that high, and then I can go take on these others since it's a neutral element. There's no plus bonus but there's no negative bonus either yeah right so that's gonna make it easier to take out um the other guys and then once i take out uh you know like we'll say the ember menace what it was the ember main ember main once you know start with the ember main take him out get a bunch of flame gear um what does the flame gear go good against frost right right so then i can go to the frost guy and take him out um I do feel, though, because you only really have, like, Frost, if it's a weapon, is a plus against uh, Frost. But if it's an armor, it's a minus against Frost. So that's what's kind of weird. But um, they only have those two. Like, Fire isn't good against Terra or Shock. It's only good against um, Frost, and that's in a weapon form. Yeah. So... Uh, it does make it kind of interesting. It feels like the neutral are more uh, or the better balance ones yeah, yeah. to go with because you don't get a plus, but you're not getting that minus. And yeah. so it kind of covers all the grounds. You know, you can right. defeat all the behemoths with them. Right. But I think, though, I think, and I think that's a good thing until you get to the point where you're probably going to need those extra bonuses. So... I think once you fight enough of each kind of monster, you'll have a well-rounded set of gear you can use. So if you go fight something that, you know, that is that uh, you know, is going to grant you a bonus to defense if you have a certain kind of armor on, you can put that armor on with with the equipment that'll give you bonus damage to whatever monster you're monster you're fighting. Then that's when you can start to rack up your bonus points and get those extra benefits that you I think you're really going to need those down the road. But I think for where we are right now, the neutral game is probably the best option mm-hmm. for where we are. Because like I said, there's no bonuses, there's no weaknesses either way, as far as yeah. armor goes anyway. Because I'm mm-hmm. using the Embermane uh, blades, the chain blades. Right. But I did, but I did we quit, switch to the Boris uh, sword. So I can try so the ice sword, so I can try that out. Yeah. Because it looked cool. <laughs> well, and I do know that the Nasher gloves you can make, mm-hmm. that they add... I want to say it's 2% more damage to an enraged behemoth. Right. So it causes your damage meter to go up when they go enraged. So that's, you know, that's something too to look at. Yeah. Um, The different gear, whether or not you're going to want or need that extra, you know, especially if you have a behemoth that rages a bunch, you're going to want that. Yeah, take exactly. Them down quicker. Yeah, take advantage of their, of their anger. <laughs> yeah. And I do like the, the braking system in there. You know, like you get the monsters, uh, they have a tail. If you hit the tail long enough, the tail gets lopped off. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's uh, stuff like that that you can do. And I do like that system. Yeah, it's, again, very similar to Monster Hunter World in the same vein. Parts will break off of monsters. The only thing that's different with uh, Monster Hunter World and this, though, is that with Monster Hunter World, if a part breaks, like a tail breaks off, you mm-hmm. have to go and sort of 
chip at that tail after it's broken so you can get scavengers of parts from it, basically, you don't just get them. Mm. Unlike, like, it'll tell you, you broke a part off. That's great. But you gotta go and, you know... So then you gotta go find the tail. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So you have to either ace that what you're doing and go after it. Or Or if the monster runs, do you, like, leave the tail behind and... Right, or what you do is what, what ideally, 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 what you would do, Monster Hunter World, if you break a part off and the monster flees, you go after that part, and then you go back back to tracking the monster because you can track the monsters by looking for footprints and dung and all that sort of stuff that mm-hmm. you would use to track a monster, and your little fireflies will tell you where it is. So it's sort of like a fable uh, light, you know, the little sparkle light joint across the ground. Right. It works like that. Okay. And, you know, that's something that I was... One thing I was disappointed with is that they give you lanterns in the uh, Dauntless. Yes. And you can press the button and it does one thing. You can hold it down to do another. And there's supposed to be one that allows you to track the track monster. Track the monster, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to use the... Uh the secondary ability for mine because mine mine was a t- was the tarot one you got something that you do more more tarot damage to a monster or something i couldn't figure out how it worked so it's been a matter of looking up videos or just playing with it and seeing how it works right well i think the secondary is the blue bar and the single there's a like a card with a number next to it okay. so um if you press the button it uses the number and it goes down to zero or whatever and then you have to have full bar to use the Ah, uh, the secondary. Okay, that's probably what it is because yeah. again, my TV is weird, and it's either the TV or the way the game is on the screen because I can't shrink things in. Like the part of my compass is cut off on the top of the of the map, so I can't see all my compass. So that's probably why I don't uh, have the ability to use my my full meter because I don't see that I don't have it. That makes sense, right? So that's probably why, and that would make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> Why can I use it? I don't have it. I can't see it. Oh, that yeah. explains everything. So I, I, I think, again, it's a minor thing, but I think more games need to start letting you set your screen bounds for that sort of stuff. That way you can, if you have a, and my TV's not like small by any means, but it's not 42 inches. It's like, I want to say like 22, 25, I don't know. But it's not a, That's it's, small. Eh, I guess. I, when, I, when, when, I, when I think small TV, though, I think, I think like eighteen, and, and and lower than that. They they literally do not make them that small in stores. Like stores don't carry them. <laughs> not, yeah, because I not I really. Like, I mean, they they still do have them. I'm, I'm right. Being silly, <laughs> like, but you go into uh, Walmart, at yeah. least, and you look at their TVs. Like they maybe have one that's a twenty-four. Yeah, right. And a couple that's thirty-two, and then the rest are all huge TVs. Yeah. I don't know exactly the size of my TV. I could be wrong, but whatever. Not important. Yeah, man. <laughs> all, all, all I know is setting screen bounds is kind of a big thing. So if you unless, have a Unless you got a TV, nice TV like me. <laughs> yeah, right? Unless you got a nice TV, you can see all the things. Yeah. But not me. I can't. I need screen. I got to bring bring my bring my, uh, my joints in. Yeah, man. We need to get well, you I don't know what this TV. is, but... <laughs> At least the thirty-two, man. Yeah. Running with a running with a twenty-inch TV, that just doesn't do my guy. Yeah, I got a bigger TV stand too, and a bigger TV. You know, 
Maybe. Just hook it up on the wall. Could do that, Bam! Too. Problem solved. Put it up yeah. where your window is. <laughs> where the window is? Yeah. Block out all that Block light. Block out all the sun. Yeah. And then it's, you know, double duty. You get a bigger TV, you block out all the light, you're good. It's a fantastic plan. Put it sideways so it's just long on the... the, They have TVs and they're like apps and stuff that are supposed to be doing that. I don't know when they're going to release them, but there's a TV that is long ways. That's interesting. It's weird. I don't like it, honestly. (laughs) I don't like that bit yeah but yeah so we we got through most of the gameplay stuff though i think we talked about that mm-hmm. um being that this is a free-to-play game you know you're gonna need online connection and all that stuff to sort of play and experience the game and blah blah, blah. so i didn't have any issues with connectivity or anything like that F- finding a game really wasn't a big deal you were always finding games and if you weren't finding games it would just drop us in with both of us and it wasn't yeah. a big deal but you know i never had trouble finding a game or again connection issues so did you buy but by yourself play by yourself or whatever did you have any issues with it at all i didn't have any issues with it uh That's as far cool. as like the online world or whatever um, I will say the first time I started up the game, it took forever to get that tut- tutorial started. The first mission world and the story in that. I mean, I literally thought the game had crashed. And I was like, oh, oh man. Okay. Well, <laughs> still on my phone. I'll just da 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 da. And then it yeah. finally came up. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. But it for me, I don't know if you experienced this, but it was at least a two minute wait. Minimum I had to wait point. in in a queue when I first logged on. I think it said I was like 300 or 200 in the queue, whatever. But it wasn't that long for me. I don't remember how I wasn't timing it, but it didn't feel like a long time uh, waiting to start up that first that first run through. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what it was. I just couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. But it, it was massive. It took forever. Right. Kind of annoying, honestly, but <laughs> yeah, other than that, never experienced any online issues. Um, I haven't experienced any like jerks or anything or yeah, anything like that. So it was, yeah, pretty yeah, good. pretty stable for the most yeah. part. Yeah, there were no issues on my end either, as far as like I said, finding a game, getting into the world, that sort of stuff. No issues there. Uh, being that it is a free to play game, however, we know what you know the territory that comes with that, you know microtransactions and all that stuff um uh, how do you feel about and i mean again free to play games we kind of have to uh uh change how change the discussion around that if you will almost because it's not a full 60 dollar game that's charging you extra money for it's a free game but you have options to pay for extra things there's a fortnite ish battle battle pass hunt pass sort of deal mm-hmm. which i think is pretty cool and i'm because i'm having fun with the game right now i'm heavily considering picking it up just to get the extra rewards and whatnot and that'll right. be really my first time really doing anything like that with battle pass or any kind of thing like mm. that so that's for me that's saying something <laughs> right yeah and um i mean yeah every every game is pretty much doing a battle pass honestly 
Like, if it has an online multiplayer component, it's got a battle pass. Yeah. PUBG's doing it. Fortnite, I think, started it. And everybody... <laughs> uh, everybody's doing it. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, even Battlefield did it. They just didn't charge people for it. It was just, huh. it was still a battle pass, so you had to go and level up to get this gun or that item gotcha. or whatever. Okay, okay. Battlefield So, um, it seems like that could become the norm uh, instead of loot boxes. It's mm-hmm. battle passes. Yeah, but, I, but the uh, battle passes guarantee you rewards, which is great. When you reach mm-hmm. a certain threshold, you'll get those rewards. You're guaranteed to get that thing, whatever yeah. it is. Which yeah. I would prefer over a loot box system where it's randomly generated on what you're going to get. That That's just me. I would much, mm-hmm. much prefer knowing, hey, I'm going to get this thing if I do this. Or if I reach level 12, I'm going to get a skin for my gun, for, you know, whatever it is. So that's just me. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I don't really have a, a disapproving thing with that. Um, couldn't compare, though, prices, like... Because you can buy colors to color your skins or uniforms or whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, they have some, like, specific items. And I don't know if they're cosmetic or if they are specifically, like, a new helmet you can get mm-hmm. or, or what. Or if they just go on top of what you have. or Right. Or like know. a transmog sort of deal where it changes the appearance of it. Yeah. Um, but they do have stuff like that. And I just... I didn't look at their prices because they use these rainbow bars. Yeah. <laughs> like, rainbow bars is their currency. It's rainbow yeah. colored bars. Um, yeah. And so I don't know how much those cost. I don't know how many you get. And I, the one for the, the one you would need for the battle pass would run you, I believe it was twenty four ninety nine. Dang. Yeah, PUBG and, is only ten bucks. A, yeah, and I think and that was that was if I looked at the numbers right, and that's what okay. I saw. I'm pretty sure it was twenty four ninety nine, which I think is a little bit much, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, a bit much. Yeah, but you know, I, again, I, I think I spent I spent twenty five thousand on loot boxes and Overwatch, and that's random generated stuff. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I'm part well, of the problem. It's, it's not like though. I'm okay with loot boxes as long as you're guaranteed to get something new every time. You know, as as long as you don't get something you already have and then they go, oh, well, sorry, now you got to spend money to uh, buy another one and hopefully get what you want. Yeah, you have all these things in the game and you're not getting a selection of all the things in the game. You're getting like a narrow down selection of things. Yeah. But I think that's where, you know, like like Apex, for instance, Apex tells you, hey, you have a percentage chance to get this kind of item, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. Um, but, you know, hey, but I, I think going back to Dauntless and how they do the monetization and all that stuff for mm-hmm. a free to play game. Uh, I didn't really, but I didn't I also didn't really look and dig into it to see if it was see how egregious it was. But yeah. I think I think because it's a free to play game, um, I'm willing to let them be egregious. A little bit, <laughs> okay. a little bit, not too much, a little bit, a little bit. I'm not I'm not out here trying to pay thirty bucks for a skin. That's too much. I'm not doing that now. Nah. But you know, I'll pay like I'll pay like a dollar or or five for a bundle pack of dyes or whatever. 
you know, like that, that's okay. Depending on how many dies you get, you know, at that, mm-hmm. that would be okay for me. Okay. What, what about, what about you? What's your stance on the whole thing? If you have one. <laughs> um, well, I mean, my stance has always been that, uh, I'm super cheap. <laughs> and so if you're going to give me the milk for free, why am I paying for it? Yeah. You know, so, um, I usually try not to buy um, extra DLC, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not like a political stance or anything. I just honestly, I feel like I should be getting what comes with the game when I get it. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that I have to pay extra for, why am I paying for the game to begin with in the first place? Yeah. So with free to play, it does hit uh, hit that middle ground where it's like, well, it's free. I I'm not paying anything for it. But then also, if it's free why am i paying something for it you know <laughs> yeah uh so it's it's a bit of a double-edged sword for me yeah i think so, i think i get what i think i get what you're uh what you're saying in a yeah. way because it's like it's like you know you, you don't want you're not paying for anything like you're saying but if you want to you can get this extra thing mm-hmm. but why would i do that yeah. but why yeah <laughs> Like, like the game's already here. Why not? What I, I think it's it's kind of like uh, the best example I could think of is let's say you go to a a soda shack and they go, Oh, okay, here's here's a free drink for you. And you're like, Oh, thanks. I'm like, But do you want it in this cool pineapple cup? You know, it's like, I just want the drink. Why, why would I need the pineapple cup? Right, yeah, (laughs) you know. Why well, don't you drink out of the pineapple cup? That's that's the best analogy I can give for it. Right, yeah. Um, or again, using the same analogy, you get the drink, but it's like, you want a straw with that? Yeah. The straw should have come, come with the cup, right? No. Why? <laughs> Why does it not? Maybe. I don't understand. Maybe. Maybe. But, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think that uh, it'll be okay. And... Uh, it just depends on how they do things. I would much, I, I will, I'm always a proponent, however, of letting me unlock things from the game by playing the game versus having it be behind a paywall. But I think, I think that time is unfortunately going to, is, has passed us by, depending yeah. on the game. I mean, it's either you're going to have a game that gives you everything and you paid for it. Or it's going to be free for the game, but you got to pay for everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so that's it what it's come down to. Yeah, because um, it doesn't feel like there's that middle ground anymore, or you can get a game and here's extra. I don't know. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, so we've talked, uh, I think, Dauntless to death. Um, ah. What What are your final thoughts? I really like Dauntless uh, a lot. It's really really fun, and it's it's really cool that you can play with people across multiple platforms. You know, means that I can play with my my PC friends or my PS4 friends. Again, I'm pretty sure you can you can play with PS4 friends as well. Uh, that is a great incentive, and I feel like it's going to be a fun game to stream if I decide to stream it at one at one point for a Saturday or something, or like right. a subscriber Saturday or whatever. That'd be really fun to do. Uh, so I'm looking forward to playing more of it for sure down the road and seeing where the game goes and how it evolves 
as we get a little deeper into the game because we're kind of still learning about things. So I want to see where yeah. things go and how the how the gameplay loop uh, continues to progress as we get further on into it. But I would say if you're looking for a new game to play or if you just want to try a new game, highly recommend it. It's free. It, it, it's free to play. So check it out. See if you like it. If not, no harm done. But if you like it, cool. You want to keep playing it? Cool. What about you? So I feel um, best way I can summarize this is that this is the best free-to-play game on a console that I have ever played. Um, but it's kind of a backhanded compliment because this is a free-to-play <laughs> game in all sense of the word. Yeah. And and what that means. This game is a freemium to play. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know, I'm just waiting to to find one of those cores where it goes, Oh, this is a special core. You need to pay us money for a key to unlock <laughs> it. I hope not. It's it's coming. I can just fill it. But I I agree, hopefully not. Um but yeah, I mean if you've played a free to play game at all, you already know a lot of the mechanics. You know 90% of the mechanics that are coming into this. Like the other 10% is the monster hunting bit <laughs> yeah, I... um, that you're getting, you know. So, uh, you know, it's not a terrible game. It is fun to play, but it is a free-to-play game. So I can see myself playing it for a week, a month, and then be like, well, that was fun. Let's find another game to play. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It's definitely something to, uh, to check it out because if if you like hunting monsters with friends um, or even just random people, random strangers, you know, this is it does a good job. It's it's fun to play right now. Yeah. And, and for me, as a person who really loves Monster Hunter World, it was one of my favorite games of last year. Uh, for those who remember that episode, uh, it, it scratches that I itch don't. for me, too. <laughs> I don't remember whatsoever. <laughs> it's that itch for me too of uh of th- that loop of going out hunting monsters and using their parts to get bigger better loot to fight better monsters i'm i'm, I'm here for that and i want to see what more of the gear looks like yeah get to that there, point so there yeah. is some pretty snazzy gear it really I is can't lie there's some very nice gear yeah i'm very excited to see what it all looks like <sighs> but I think we have one more thing to talk about, and then we're done, right? One more thing. We are out of here. <laughs> Thank you all. So, oh, wait. <laughs> one more thing. Yeah. A little, little throwback to Jagged uh, Ten Adventures for y'all. Remember that show? <laughs> Uncle. One more thing. Anyway. Um, Barely. <laughs> that, was, that was a good show. I, for me, it was a classic. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we got E3 coming up. Mm-hmm. Next week, um, e- well, E three is officially June eleventh to the thirteenth, and right. uh, so you know, whenever you listen to this, it is that many days away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's coming up very soon for us. Yeah, very soon, days. and we're looking forward to covering it for you guys. We're we're still in the planning phase of how we're 
going to anymore. yeah how we're gonna figure things out and get content out for you guys during that time but we have stuff planned that we're gonna that we have stuff planned and it's a matter of getting it all to work out yep but what Byron is trying to say is that we are doing an E3 preview. Yes. And you. we're going to talk you. about some stuff that we're excited for or hoping to see yeah. during E3. Yep, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's. So, uh, I guess, what, yeah, three things, real quick, I guess. What, what are you looking forward to seeing? Or, you know, whatever, from E3, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Um, I'm really excited about the Avengers from Square Enix. Um, I think I'm actually too excited because I have a <laughs> feeling that I'm going to see that and I'm just going to be deflated and be like, oh, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's what they were making. Wow. Yeah. But I am excited for that. I'm very interested in it. I'd, I'd like to know what they're doing with that, how it's going to be. And so very super pumped um and that's probably my most waited for because we already know it's it's coming right. we've already said we're going to reveal this you know sunday night i think at 9 p.m eastern time they're going <laughs> to reveal it so i think it's actually monday i don't know anyways <laughs> um do you want me to continue with my stuff or would you like to take turns we can we can, we can take turns that's cool all right Terms, yeah, yeah, so uh, take it away then. Yeah, so one of the things I'm looking forward to uh, seeing is what this whole new uh, this new era for Bungie is going in with, with, with Destiny 2. Because with the Season of Opulence coming out on uh, this, this coming Tuesday, the 4th, uh, they had something in their most recent uh, This Week at Bungie article about, you know, stay tuned to D3 because we're going to be talking about the next thing coming for Destiny 2. And I'm really intrigued because this is... Opulence was the last thing that's under their Activision required uh, thing. Because we know, remember, they broke away. The right. two well, the two agreed to part ways and whatnot. So it's all a bungee thing now. Okay. So I'm interested to see what that actually means for Bungie and Destiny and what kind of things we're going to see. I don't really have any expectations of what I would like to see as far as it goes. I just want I just want to see what they're going to be bringing us down the road because I I think my my big thing is Destiny's it's in a weird place for me right now personally mm -hmm. because while I still enjoy the game very much you there played hasn't, it in months. Yeah, right. I have all right, right. I haven't played it in months since Division 2 came out. But that's mostly because, for me, there's not enough there to go after and do things right now. Be And and I see you giving me a weird look, unless you're looking at the I, camera. I was but, counting. I was <laughs> counting. And oh, okay. I was like, you haven't played it in three months? Yeah. What is, what's up? Where is the Byron I know? Yeah, so, yeah. And for me, it's, it's you know, we've been doing the same pursuits and stuff for months now. Uh, the vendor refresh hasn't happened yet for weapons or armor or anything. There's been a limited stock of new weapons and armor to really go after. Uh, and uh, they, they still, for me, one of the big things that I liked doing in the first Destiny 
was going into strikes and going to try for the strike specific loot. They did bring that back with Nightfalls, but Nightfalls are great if you have a team to do it with or you go on LFG. Other than that, you can't really do them. But from so what I like to do sometimes in Destiny 1, if I didn't have a team, I'd go, oh, I want to go farm Omnigol so I can try and get the Grass Malak Pulse Rifle. So right. I would go for like an hour or so, you know, maybe try and do, do a few runs of it, try and get the gun, blah, blah, blah. So I want to see more of that stuff come back to the game because the, that's the kind of things that I want in the game that will make me go, I'm going to get on today and do this thing or go to Crucible, try to get AS Luna, whatever, you know. So right. I want to see what kind of improvements Bungie is going to make for the future of Destiny 2. Because we know we know three is coming, but I don't think it'll I don't think it's coming. I don't think it'll be till twenty twenty, uh, my opinion. And it will be on uh, this generation and next generation. More than likely, console. that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did it with Destiny One, so right. why not yeah, do so it with Destiny Three? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I'm hoping I haven't heard confirmed or not, but I really want to see. So I'm hoping that Rocksteady shows off and announces their new game that they're working on. For those people that don't know, Rocksteady did all of the Batman Arkham games. And so they have not revealed what they've been working on since Arkham Knight came out. Didn't that come out like 2012? Something like that. It's been a while. Yeah, so it's been a lot lot of years. Because it it was one of the first games I got for... uh, the Xbox, like you know, it was it was very new. Yeah, it had been out maybe a year, so maybe they maybe that's 2015 then when they released it. So, um, but yeah, I really want to see what they're working on. What I've heard, what the rumor mill is saying, is that they are actually working on a Suicide Squads game. Huh. And that uh, they will be using the Arkham engine, but you will be playing as the different characters, and. That very much makes sense because they did that with Arkham Knight. The DLC stuff that you got, you played as Robin, you played as Batman, you played as Harley Quinn, um, you played as Nightwing. I don't remember if there was any others besides that. Like, but they had those little like story modes where you play. I think there was one you played as Red Hood. Yes, there was. So, but that lends itself well. It shows that they can do different fighting styles. They can do different characters and do them well um but that's what is in the rumor mill and so uh, i'm hoping they show something um i've been hoping it for the past two years at least (laughs) i've been doing the podcast i've been hoping for that and i'm still hoping for that so keep my fingers crossed yeah i i think i think it'll be one of those things that i think it'll happen just matter of time uh, <clears throat> one of the other things I'm looking forward to with this E3, honestly, seeing what the what this new console generation is going to uh, bring, because there's been a lot of talk about this one possibly being the last one. Microsoft and Sony working together on things to do to do something. I don't know. So I want to see what all this hubbub is about, and if if this will bridge the gap between Microsoft and Sony and mm-hmm. it'll get that and they actually are working together on something whether it's a cross play thing or like a I want to say like, I don't want to say like a combined console deal but 
again, some sort of cross-play, like, shared cloud thing or something. I don't know, because there's so much... I think there's so much stuff that the two could do together to bring gamers together as a whole versus trying to keep them separate and the whole brand loyalty, Microsoft guy, Sony guy, you know... I think I, I think that will be. It's gonna be fun to see what the new Xbox and new PS P, uh, PlayStation consoles are gonna look like. What kind of is gonna bring loading time? I don't know. I'm just you know all that stuff. Rambling. What all that is. <laughs> yes. No, kidding. Um, also yeah. rambling. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, so uh, t- to touch up on that a little bit, Sony said they're not gonna have a conference. We don't know if they're gonna have a quote unquote state of play. Yeah. Um, which has been their take on Nintendo Directs that they've been doing. So, uh, as far as I'm aware, I'll have to look it up afterwards because that'd be a good idea to know if they're doing that. Yeah, because um, after last year's conference, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. Don't yeah, I know, last year, well, uh, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so we don't know about them. Um, it is expected for Microsoft to reveal their new console. Uh, and I kind of hope that they do. That'd be nice because usually that's what happens. Release You release information a year before it comes out, give a rough idea of this is what it looks like, and you build up all that uh, stuff for next E3, and then we're releasing it at the end of the year. You know, this that's is the finalized version. And so that's usually what happens. So yeah. um, that's what we expect. And... Um, I am looking forward to that as well. As far as the like Sony and Microsoft, like there's there's been I've been reading news stories about them like teaming up or whatever. Yeah, I've been hearing that too. No, they're they're not like, teaming uh, well, up. Yeah, like it, it sounds weird to think about it, but they're, I mean they're they're not though. Okay, so think about this: every time you buy an Xbox, you're actually paying Sony money. Did you know that? Huh. The reason why is because they have a Blu-ray player in there. Sony owns the Blu-ray player license. Mm-hmm. So they have to be paid money for that Blu-ray license. So every single time you're buying an Xbox, Sony's getting money. So that's what this is essentially. Is that Microsoft has a better cloud infrastructure for streaming games. Sony wants to move into that uh, for whatever reason. I think it's so that they have more control over their games and you have less control. But uh, they want to move into that. Microsoft already has the system. Why not just pay them for the system instead of trying to make their own, which is going to cost them three times as much money to do that. Right. That's all this is. So um, a lot of people are kind of confusing it. And even like I read a story, the, the people at Sony were like... Um, bewildered by it they they didn't know this was happening and they were confused (laughs) and it's like all they're doing is using a technology it's the same it is literally the same thing as xbox using the blu-ray because of sony right yeah that that makes sense Mm -hmm. so that's all that is um on the final piece for me though i do hope that they show off a lot more for Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> oh, okay. They already revealed some information, and they had a new trailer during Sony's State of Play a few weeks back. 
Um, I'm hoping we get a more definitive date and we get a lot more information on whether or not it's a two-parter or whether it's uh, going to be all combined into one game now and a lot more into like the combat and all sorts of stuff. So there are plenty of other games that I'm hoping are there that we get more information on, like Metroid Prime 4, even though it was sadly scrapped and the new oh. guys are having to make it. Um, so I don't think news. Yeah. So, well, Nintendo's like, this is too hard. We can't make this. Hey, Retro Studios, you made one through three. Make four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I know it's not going to be there, but I kind of hope it is. So because of that, Final Fantasy VII Remake, really want more information. And I'm really hoping, again, in that Square Enix uh, conference that we get that information. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. I I hope that, you know, for your sake and those that are into Final Fantasy, hope you all get some more information about that. This, this may get you into it, my dude. It might. It just might. Just might. So, for my last thing that I want to say, and I think I said it last year, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it until we continue to get it. Splinter Cell. I want to hear something about what's next for Sam. Uh, they... And you said you were they, excited for the Ubisoft conference. Hmm? You said I don't care about the Ubisoft. Oh, oh no, no, I, I think uh, I, I think I was talking too fast, and I was about oh. the VR one and the PC one. I don't care about those, but Ubisoft oh. I'm interested in because I want to see if they're going to talk about Splinter Cell in okay. some shape or form. Because I mean, <clears throat> yeah, they could talk about it in the Microsoft one. They could do that too. They definitely they, could. They did that with Fallout seventy six, didn't they? Yes, they did. Mm. I think I, I think it, it it's time for. I think it's time for a new Splinter Cell game. It's been since uh, Blacklist, which was, I want to say, like, 2013, 2014. I don't remember exactly when it was now. Uh, but it's been a little bit, so it's time, yeah. I think, for a new game. They brought Sam back with Michael Ironsides vo- doing the voice for him in Wildlands. There was a mission where you worked with Sam and all that, and it was really cool. And Sam gave a tribute to Solid Snake, in that whole thing, uh, you know, I'm the only one left, or whatever. It was, it was, it was really, really cool. So, uh, it, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Sam, and I think that if they do decide to show something with mm-hmm. Sam Fisher, I'm hoping either one of two things happen with the game. Either, either a, it's Sam's last go round. And he actually retires because the man's pushing like 60, 60 now. Uh, Or B, you get Sam in a Lambert role with a new, with a new little agent. That way you could keep Ironside doing the voice because, you know, remember when Blacklist was being talked about, they were saying, oh yeah, we don't have Michael Ironside doing the voice for Sam. And most people were outraged, myself included. I wasn't a fan of that, 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 I didn't understand why they were doing it. They said it was because they were doing this. They were, they were doing this new motion capture thing, and sort of like Uncharted did, and everything with the voice and everything, everything in real time, which I think you know, innovative at the time, cool, go for that. Uh, but Eric Johnson's, he's not Sam Fisher. Yeah, I His don't know. I mean, Sam. Um, 
you, you you can record someone else doing the motions and doing the facial expressions, and then you just have Ironside come in and do the voice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I think we know why, and we know why now Ironside wasn't available to do Fisher's voice because at the time he was going through uh, cancer, he was fighting cancer and all that stuff. So now he's healthy and back and all that stuff. So I'm hoping that this is the year we finally get some spinal formation. If they close the comments and I hear the of the goggles, I'm going to lose my mind. It's going to happen. If we're at any point in the conversation, I didn't want to hear it. It's it. I, I just hope we're recording it. <laughs> it's going to happen, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully we see it. If not, I'll be disappointed. But what can you do? Yep. Oh, one more thing on that before we end. I'm sorry. I just came to mind that the whole thing. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, there was an article a while back from Ubisoft guys talking about Splinter Cell and a few other games, and they were like, well, you know, the, ba- basically saying that they weren't sure what they were going to do because the fan base is so passionate about the game, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to do them a disservice or whatever. Uh, but the, the point being that there's a clamoring for the game. So... Right. If you can get the right team to make this make the game, uh, you know, yeah. do it. Don't make it a typical Ubisoft fest though. So don't you don't world. want it to be like Assassin's Creed? No, I don't want to open, open world, world to like the Thon thing. I, I, I don't want up the wall so. and nah. grabbing someone and pulling them down and I want a traditional Splinter Cell level based uh, game. Splinter Cell doesn't need the open world in my opinion. Doesn't need, doesn't need open world, doesn't need skill trees. You can have upgrades for gadgets, that's fine. But it doesn't need, I don't, I don't want Sam to learn how to do, how to do a split, okay? It, hopping off ledges, I don't need, I don't need that. So, yeah, I'm done. I mean, that makes it a tough sell. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I've just seen so many games get marred by unnecessary skill trees that I just don't want in Splinter Cell. But that's it for me. We're done? I think we're done. And we're out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 85 of the RR Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though, Ken, round of plugs and go. Yeah, so we are on Twitter at the R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R-G-A-M-I-N-G-P-O-D. We always post as soon as the new episode goes live and anytime we feel like posting other stuff. What else can they find on Twitter, I guess? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know you were done or not. I couldn't tell. <laughs> you could also find both me and Ken on Twitter. Ken's on Twitter at MacroboV. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. I'm on Twitter at Bron1417. That's B underscore Ron1417. You can also follow me on Twitch at the same name, B underscore Ron1417. And while they're uh, over there on the Twitter, finding the podcast on Twitter, they can yeah. actually listen to the podcast. Where, yeah. Friend? Well, we have a link. It's our pinned tweet. And it links to the iTunes podcast store, the Google Play Music store, and the castbox.fm website. 
Uh, but you can also download the CastBox app and download mm-hmm. it that way. CastBox always gets the new episode first, and then it trickles down into the iTunes and the Google Play Music. So if you want it right now, get CastBox. If you're okay waiting, then go with the iTunes or the Google Play Music, whichever one meets your fancy. Yeah, and while you're over at those respective places listening to the podcast, getting it in your ears and whatnot, be sure to give us five stars and leave a review. It helps us to climb the charts and continue towards our goal, World Video Game Podcast Domination. But, man, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in. It's very appreciated. As always, we could not do this without you guys, and I couldn't do this without you, Ken. So, they got to come back next week. Do me a favor. Tell them why. You should come back next week. We're going to have our E3 extravaganza. And everyone could use a little more R&R. your beard girl you know what's funny i got a haircut about two weeks ago so it's actually coming back in oh yeah okay i mean it looks it looks nice but i was just going wait a minute has he always (laughs) had that beard yeah no 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 it's um it's coming back in uh it's it'll it'll be back to normal we'll say we'll give it another week or so probably back to normal uh but i'm definitely gonna I'm 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 gonna get the haircut cut again and everything because you know two weeks gotta go get a haircut. Uh, every two weeks, every two weeks like my, clockwork. My hair comes in like fireflies. It like <laughs> grows like weeds, but I yeah, I, I wait. Yeah, I, I try not to because I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel right with with all the hair and whatnot. Mm. Mostly because of how the hairline is, I don't feel comfortable with it. So I just try to keep it keep it keep it low. You don't want to do the Trump and just part it hard or bring it up to the side? No, none of that. None of that, man.